Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. You know, if you have questions, she has answers. Thank you. Yes, I do. She really does. And I do mean that. And whether the answer is within you, whether the answer is on the other side, she's going to help you through that using so many different modalities and, and different types of energy work. She is back with us on the program. She's a psychic medium and she's Lillian Flowers. Lillian, welcome. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Is it okay for me to say happy retrograde? I don't know if that's an oxymoron (laughs) or what. Well, it's not an oxymoron. If you were born doing Mercury retrograde, this is the time you thrive, but most of us aren't. And so it's, it's just, we have to be very clear in how we communicate. That's all. Mercury wants to dash through things where you don't get the full impact of what you're saying or what you're doing or any contracts that you sign. I mean, people say don't sign contracts with Mercury retrograde because you may not read them correctly or fully. So Absolutely. But, but there's no reason why you can't be happy. Well, for sure. You know, and you know what? Look, I look at mm-hmm. it this way. I, retrograde going on. I'm happy in, in one mm-hmm. regard because I backed up all my computers and hard drives and everything. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Because it's retrograde. It's, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. you should be doing it anyway. But, you know, right. during the retrograde, technology goes wonky. Uh, perfect mm-hmm. example, a uh, couple of days ago, the FAA complete shutdown in the United States. Yes. And, of, and then I learned Canada had the same situation. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize Canada had been got, had gotten that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and and so much more. So when you look at those, the technology uh, situation that gets mm-hmm. wonky and, and why it's happening now, um, you know, for anybody that doesn't believe in the retrograde. And I guess we should say, Lillian, what the retrograde is, where the planet Mercury appears to be spinning backwards. And Correct. in doing so, you just want to be more careful when it comes to communication, mm-hmm. texting, emailing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It does look like Mercury's going backwards because of the different shapes and different speeds of our orbits around the sun. One of the things that I noticed about the, the stoppage of all the flights is that people had to, to really examine what their motives were for taking the flights. Where were they going? Why were they going? Were they mm. really happy going there? And perhaps some people were blessed and felt great that they didn't have to go, that their plane was canceled. How so. interesting. I never thought of it that way. It was, it's almost like a, uh, a moment of realization, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I guess yes. you know, COVID did that too, you know, made us reevaluate our lives and everything that's going on with them, right? Yes, and, and one of the things that I found, though, was that some people became very inclusive, I mean exclusive. We didn't socialize, we didn't this, we didn't that, and now we have to become very inclusive. We have to see that we are part of a huge community, I mean, a worldwide community, and, you know, you can go into all of that, but take a look at who the people are that surround you. Do you actually listen to their advice? Do you ask them for advice? Do they mean something to you? And so by doing that, you stop and say, well, who do I say I am that I want to attract these people in my life? That is the foundation for mm-hmm. life in general. And I, yes. I, I, it really is. It, it, it goes back to energy. What you're putting out there, you're getting back. So if you're putting mm-hmm. out not the greatest energy or you're putting out a message um, and you might not even know you're doing it, you're going to get that back. So you're going to get those people in your life. Correct. Absolutely. It, it is a time for us to um, start to reorganize our lives. And I don't, I don't think about reassociating, but I think looking beyond our comfort zone of friends and reaching out. Uh, the, um, 
Hmm. You go. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, think I stopped. <laughs> a it's it's almost like a time for reevaluation, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also with the retrograde is people come back in your life that you may have you know. That's true. Right. That's true. Yes, yes. One of the things that I do as a psychic is I ask people to ask me questions so they're held accountable for the information. I'm not a fortune teller. I won't tell you about your life that you already know about. What I want to know is what's troubling you or where do you want to go in your life that you need information. And this way, if I give it to you, you have the responsibility of saying, okay, I'm going to look at it and perhaps change, or no, it's too much, Lillian. I'll call you in six months. So... Mm. uh, yeah, sometimes people just can't take in. And I'm not saying a truth. I'm just saying they take in visions of themselves that they're given from the other side, and it's too much at the moment, and they step back. When you do readings, mm-hmm. is that how it works where somebody asks you for answers, or can you just bring information from the other side? Like, you know, your mom has a message, your dad has a message. Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um I used to be wide open. I used to get information from everywhere, and I finally had to say no. I am only, I told Spirit, I said, I only want information that I am asked to, to pull back in or pull over, the, over the, from the other side. Otherwise, I was like an antenna drawing in everything, feeling like I was going crazy. Wow. I finally had to put a boundary on myself. And does it work that way, Lillian? Let's say somebody says to you, hey, I got a lot going on. Thinking about making a job change, what 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 are you getting? And would you pull something from, let's say, somebody's grandmother who says, "Hey, she sees what's going on, and she suggests this." Yeah, the, the dead really can only come across for the first three days after they pass. If you're calling in someone who is deceased, they're in school or they're on the other side having a great time, and they may not want to be bothered. You, I would have to go into my sanctuary and ask my higher self to to ask if their higher self would come through. But the the way I have been trained is the first three days someone has passed, they are still on this earth plane able to talk. Now, some parents and grandparents do come back as guides for the child. That that does happen, and I'm not saying it doesn't. But for me to say, okay, I'm going to speak to your grandmother now, she doesn't have to. You know, she's, she's happy. She's lived her life. And I see the other side as when we die going to a school, to uh, learn about, there's a great movie with uh, what, Timothy Hutton and uh, Kelly McGinnis, McGillis, about uh, him coming back and he goes, he dies and he sees his uh, aunt painting because she always wanted to paint during this lifetime, so she went to school to paint. And, and I liken it to that way. I have to go back when I die and learn the things I didn't learn this time, hmm. as we all do. Oh, it's interesting how how you bring that information forward. So if if somebody's looking for answers, you're getting mm-hmm. it, you're providing it for them by their spirit guides. Is that how is that how it works? No, I, I more than likely I'm going up to the Akashic Records. Uh, ah. I learned a long time ago that the ego, or at least my ego, is like a piece of glo- uh, gauze, okay, or cheesecloth that the water will drip through. Well, the the more in, into myself I am, the the tighter the cloth is. The more I'm relaxed, the larger the spaces are between the threads of my ego. So more information can come through. So it's a um, it's a, I stepped aside my ego, and I will allow whatever to come through with, without judging it. So I, I will tell a story on myself, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope my first husband doesn't hear it. Uh, when I was married to my first husband, I, I cheated on him, right? And I would get people calling me, women mostly, calling to see if their spouses were cheating on them. 
And I would say, I would not lie, I would just say, I'm not really getting anything on this. If you feel your husband is cheating, you know best, right? Well, the trouble was I had so much guilt and so many issues to work through with my first marriage. And I finally, after I don't know how many years of being divorced, I finally owned what I had done and how I had done it. And one day, a lady from California is calling me about her husband, if he's cheating on her, and I got a real clear no, and I started to cry. Because prior to that, when somebody asked me a question, I didn't get anything because my ego was so full of guilt, I wouldn't let any answers come through. But I finally had cleared my own issues so that I could be present to the person asking the question. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you, you almost, it's almost like it was a trigger, a block for you? Yes, yes it was, yes. Hmm. And... Uh, so I finally got clear on that issue, so I became even a, uh, a much more clairvoyant, much more e- easily, uh, I could easily access the information. So you and, shared, I'm going to share in, in 15 seconds mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> it was a psychic who revealed to me that there was infidelity in a relationship. Oh, wow. She must have been really good and really clear. Wow. Extremely. And they, they even said, but you knew, you knew what was going on. I'm like, well, no, I really didn't. And they said, you, you know, you really did. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you soul search, I'm a mm-hmm. believer in, we have all the answers inside us. Um, I, I probably, mm-hmm. probably suspected, but didn't really act on it because you want mm-hmm. not to believe it. And it wasn't even high level suspicion, but it was just, you know, something floating out there a little bit. Um, right. But we don't act on it because we don't, you know, sometimes you don't totally trust our God. That's true. That's true. We don't want to know the truth sometimes. Denial is a nice place to be. Wait, say that last Den- part. Oh, denial is a nice place to be. In fact, denial stands for didn't even know I am lying uh, so, or lying to yourself. So um, interesting. that's what we do. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, good, do. that's, a, that's a good one, Lillian. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to share that again at some point. Uh, Good. <laughs> Akashic Records. So mm-hmm. that's where you're getting a lot of the information to share yes. with someone. Mm-hmm. And just for anybody that doesn't know, Akashic Records are, call them uh, records of the universe that say where you've been, potentially where you may be going. It's a sum total of all the information available. Uh, and it's... It stems from the fact that every night, about midnight or 3 o'clock in the morning, we go up to the Akashic Zone and write down what we did for the day. Our souls, our higher self goes up and records everything. It's like the the Jewish people believe when you die, you face God and he reads from your book of life. Well, your book of life is actually written by you and is written in the middle of the night and it goes into the Akashic Records. One of the things that goes beyond that concept is that it does hold every single piece of information, wisdom, knowledge that's available. It's a frequency, a frequency of light. Think of the northern light, hey? It's waves of light, waves of energy. And so your story is one of those waves streaking across. So when you ask a question specifically, the the guardians of the Akashic Records go to your wave of light. Oh, okay, let's look at September 1st, 1921. And so they will pick out the information you've requested. And you'll get it back in your, you know, in, in, in your, your head, you know. But uh, you'll you'll get what you need. Can we, can, let's go back to that, because I, I've never okay. heard that before, that mm-hmm. you can tap the Akashic Records yourself. Am I hearing that right? Yes. Yes. There is a meditation. I wouldn't um, advise just anybody saying, okay, I'm going to go up and see what's, what this is all about, because their ego is right there. Oh, I'm going to get all this great information. I'm going to find out what stock is going to go up in price. And by the way, psychics don't get that. 
if they did, they wouldn't have to be psychics practicing anymore. They'd be rich millionaires. Yeah, exactly. Millionaires. Yeah. And I'm sure that's so, like, you know, the number one question. All right. Well, you, hey, if you're so good, how come you didn't win mega millions? Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't exactly. work that way. Especially today. Especially today. Uh-huh. So, um, so there is a meditation. I, how much time do we have left? Can I, can I talk about it? Let me take a look. Actually, we can. We have, I'll talk Normally, back. we do. We normally do a break. I'm going to pass by that and say we've okay. got about 10 minutes left, a little bit less. Okay. So uh, go into meditation, go into a quiet state, and see a staircase of clouds going up to heaven. So you go up the staircase, and at the top of the staircase in the clouds is a guardian. And he said, what are you doing here? And you say, I want to go to the Akashic Records because I have a question to ask. And he'll say, well, what question do you want to ask? Oh, let's see. Um, you can't ask about the future. Um, Will I be, no, I'm trying to think of a question to ask. Um, how much time have I spent writing the book I'm writing? Okay, I need to know. So he says, the guardian hears the question, says, all right, you're allowed to ask it. So you walk across this bank of clouds, and there's this huge building representing the Akashic Records. Two guards are in front, and they ask you, what do you want? You say, I want to access the Akashic Records. I have a question to ask. And they ask you a question, you say it, and they, all right, they're allowed in. Well, then you get in, and there's a librarian who says, "What's your, you know, why are you here? What's your question?" You tell them. They say, "All right, go to the card catalog, or go to the computer on the right, and click on the letter T, and look up time under your timeline on how long it took you to write that book." And then you wait, and you'll get the information. So it's a process of you being involved uh, with your imagination, requesting information. You can't change the question because you won't get a direct link to what you need. And then, can I make it clear? Huh? Yeah. yeah, and that, that meditation, the meditation mm-hmm. that you do, what direction do you go in? All right, so let's say you're meditating, you've locked everything out. What are you specifically thinking of to open the book of records, so to speak? Uh, well, I mean, I actually have a prayer where I can access it, but I, you know, I can't give that out publicly. But the meditation can be used by anybody. When you get up to the top of the stairs, either be directed to go right or left. And what you're doing is you're, every time you take a step up the clouds, across the clouds, you are letting go of expectations. You are letting go of your ego attachment to what the answer could be. And that's why you're asked three times what your question is. If you change the wording, it doesn't work. You have to keep the same frequency so that you know where the, the guardians are going to lock in for your answer. By the way, I've been writing about a year on the book. Um, just no. so you know. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and so... It's, um, it's, it's the integrity of the question asked that allows you to get the integrity of your answer. So clear question gets clear answer. Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you access the Akashic Records, Lillian, mm-hmm. is it something mm-hmm. that you can do quickly or does it take some time to get in? Oh, when, when I do the prayer and I'm doing an Akashic Record reading, just full reading for them, the client, I can, I can access it simultaneous. I mean, it's instantaneous, I should say. They ask the question and the information uh, comes through. I, I've been blessed to be clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, and clair whatever else there is out there uh, because I, I don't have any assumptions of what the person needs. What I'm there for is just to be like a sounding board to hear the words come in or see the pictures and, uh, and then relay the information. When I first started, I used to get pictures, and I'd have to ask what the pictures meant for the person. But now I get the words and the pictures sometimes that I'm able to relate. And when you're reading the records mm-hmm. and somebody asks for you know, the answer to a question for the future, is it your past tells the future or 
are you seeing something in the records that indicate clearly well, the future? If you ask me as, as a psychic without being in the records, and I'm, uh, what I do is I look down, because I have been able to predict things, I look down, I stand like where you're standing, and look down the light of your life going forward, like the avenue you're on. And what happens is I see lights, our street lights, crisscrossing your uh, line of life. Okay, so you can, I look at those crisscrosses to see what information is being held there and look to find the answer you're looking for. I had one client in Washington who uh, wanted to know how long she had with her father before he died. I said, you have a year. And she was grateful because she wanted as much time as she could. Well, she called me a year and a day later saying that her father died yesterday, a year after I had told her. Oh, my gosh. I know, that was spooky. I mean, it's like, whoa, God, thank you. It's like, I got affirmation. But, and you only get it, and I asked her why she wanted to know, because I don't want to tell anybody who's, who's going to die and when, but she wanted to know how much time so she could plan to do things with him, not to worry about he's going to die any other day, you know, every other day. So she had a beautiful full year with her father because of that. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm blessed to be able to get that information for people. And I'm, see, I'm intrigued how the, the whole process works. So if somebody, you got somebody on the phone at this time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. They, they want an answer to a question, mm-hmm. how long does it take you to typically access the records and, and get that answer? Really, you ask a question and if it has integrity. See, a lot of people will phrase their question so they get the answer they want. Like, uh, I'm not really going to be... Uh, I'm not really going to have my car repossessed. They're really telling me, don't, don't tell me it's going to be repossessed. That's what <laughs> right, it is. Right. But if you say, um, so I, I need to have insight on this business I'm starting. So I'll ask what kind of business and where you want to take it. And then I'll get information like, oh, you're missing a piece of information. You have to talk to either your lawyer or your accountant or your best friend. They have something to tell you about that that you need to hear. What I find interesting, Lillian, about your process mm-hmm. is I've heard psychic mediums do similar work or give similar mm-hmm. information and they'll connect it to spirit on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. just what you said, but they'll say that's coming from, you know, your uncle, he sees you, he's proud of oh. you. He feels that, you know, you should be moving yeah. forward in this direction. Um, mm-hmm. You're getting it from the Akashic records. Maybe both, right. you know, maybe you and a psychic medium is and, and who knows? Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying this is how I've approached my life and my work. Right. It's fascinating that uh, when you get that info, what are you seeing? What are mm-hmm. you hearing when, you, when somebody asks a question? Well, I mean, I do hear the words. I mean, the answer coming back. Um, I hear it with a kindness. I always hear a loving answer. I never hear harshness. I never say, oh, you have to be doing this right away. I mean, there's no... There's no urgency to it. There's no command to it. There's no, you have to do this now. Because the whole world is a harmony. And if you start uh, dictating somebody's to the answer that you're getting, you say you have to do it, well, no, they ha- always have free will and they have choice. I mean, that's what this playground is all about. Earth is a playground of free choice and free will. And we forget that sometimes. Even in the worst circumstances, we have free will. And the, the, the spirit, spirit doesn't dictate. Spirit gives you the choice. Spirit gives you the information you need. And then if you want to mess up your life, you can. But at least you knew better, you know? At least you've, you're armed with some information. And maybe mm-hmm. it'll give you insight on other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Usually one thread leads to another or one question will lead to another. 
I mean, I tell people when they get a reading to start off with 10 questions before they even pick up the phone to call me because they need to um, sort their feelings and sort their ideas so that it's a compact question so they maximize the time and get the most, most information that they can. But if they go, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll ask about this, I'm saying, well, you've wasted a couple of seconds where you could be getting an answer. You know, and this way you are focused and you are ready to receive. Something else that you do, and by the way, your website is lillianflowers.com. Super simple, lillianflowers.com. Of course, there are two L's in the middle of Lillian, just reminding. You You do cord cuttings, (laughs) and I'm hearing more and more about cord cuttings. Uh, It's all different ways that that can be done, but Mm -hmm. how about explaining exactly what those cords are and how they connect us to other people or I guess other emotional ties? Yes. Uh, well, the cord cutting um, they do through the mystery school that I belong to is actually a physical uh, cord cutting with incense and a uh, wand. And what happens is every time you interact with a person, you are corded on some level. Like the cord could be uh, you know, a cable or it could just be a string or a thread. But there's an energy attachment. There's like an energy crossover from your aura to their aura. And sometimes some of it sticks and it becomes corded. Well, children are really corded to their parents. Whether they want to be or not, they're still corded. And uh, bad relationships or ex-relationships are still corded unless you uh, sever them in one way or another. I do have... um, a prayer that we use also when you can't come to me physically or have a physical cord cutting, it's the Archangel Michael uh, clearing where he takes his sword and cuts you, cuts around you and cuts all the cords down so that you know what is yours and what isn't. The trick is, I could cut, well, we have a cord now. We're having a relationship on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I could cut the cord, but then you call me back and record it again. So when you have a cord cutting, you have to choose how you are going to relate to the next person. When you get a, when I have, I I can email you the prayer if you wish. Uh, when you do a cord, um, when you have the cords cut to Archangel Michael, you have you get to know what is yours and what is somebody else's, and that's so important nowadays when we're so inundated with information and ads and and any anything they can do to to distract us, we're distracted, and so we need to know what's ours. Does that help? When you think about all the cords that could be connected to us in our lifetime, mm-hmm. the paths mm-hmm. that we've crossed, the oh, yeah. people we've run into, mm-hmm. it, it, it's mind-boggling mm-hmm. <laughs> how, we're, how mm-hmm. we're all connected. I've yeah. heard that there are meditations that can be done for cord cutting. Have you heard uh, mm, No, but it doesn't mean it doesn't work. I don't have that prayer with me. I mean, the Archangel Michael prayer will do the will cord cut too what you can do is take a shower and take a uh, a salt um salt shaker and shake salt all around you and that'll that'll um you know cut some of the cores will cut some of the energy take clear your aura so you are much clearer about everything do you so have some to, cords you don't want to be cut uh-huh ahead, when you're sorry. doing that lillian with the uh mm-hmm. salt shaker do you have to put mm-hmm. the intention out there like you said you don't want to cut cords that uh are uh, well, I suppose you could. I, I just generally do a, a salt shaking just to get negative energy and negative thoughts and negative stuff away from me. Um, it's like putting salt on a plant's root. It'll kill it off eventually. Right. So, uh, but, you know, you generally connect with the people you want to connect with and stay corded. When you think of them kindly, you, you reinforce the cord. I never knew that. 
And it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. It's just like mm-hmm. when you send a positive vibe to somebody who, let's say, is going into uh, into surgery. I'm saying a prayer, mm-hmm. positive vibes your way. You're sending energy that way. So mm-hmm. stands to reason if you think about somebody who is important in your life, right. you're you're strengthening that cord. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Good stuff today. Got to tell you, mm-hmm. learning a lot. Well, thank you. Good, <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. Now, if somebody wants to work with you and uh-huh. find the answers that that mm-hmm. sit in in our akashic records, right. or even cut a cord, yeah. or you know any kind of mm-hmm. reading, um, they'll go to your website. Can you answer questions for free? Just uh, you know, uh, maybe somebody's not really sure what they need. Well, generally, when someone. Uh, I'm putting on my website soon a, a calendar to make appointments, but people can text me and say, I'm making an appointment with you. Uh, you know, what should I be thinking about with my questions? I'll answer one question or so, you know, so people have direction. Yeah, sometimes more, you know, sometimes people want to ask a couple of questions, but I've generally gotten really good. Like, I will help you, of course, you know, if you ask me a question to get a fuller reading. No, you know, it, it takes energy. Sure. So. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and my, my question to you on there was more of a, I'm not, let's say somebody says, I'm not really sure what I need, but I need some answers oh, to direct. Sure, I can help. Yeah. Excellent. Help. Yeah. Lillianflowers.com is the website. <laughs> Appreciate it today. Lot, lots of great details. Lots of great information. I, I had a tremendous time. Thank you, Steve. Oh, <laughs> same here. It. We'll talk soon again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouthful, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.